Welcome back. Episode 10. Episode 10. This one is. We got a good roll going. Man, you know, 10 is always a uh, milestone. It is. 10 it's is like a milestone. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, we're episode 10. Uh, what are we talking about today, Josh? Uh, so, what we're going to do is do a recap of last week's show. Yes. Right, which was the five stages of business. So, we're going to go over that at a high level. Yes. If you don't know about the five stages, go back and listen to that episode, episode nine, mm-hmm. um, so you can get the details on what they are because we're not going to go through them in this episode. But we're going to dive into stage zero and stage one mm-hmm. in this episode, mm-hmm. right? But I do want to mention, you know, for, for those of you inside the membership that actually get to see the video and kind of the, some of the behind the scenes stuff that we do. Right. Uh, you'll notice that our set looks a little different. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I kinda, I'm kind of digging it. I'm kind of liking it. It's a yeah. new kind of a fresh feel. Yeah. So I don't know. So it's what a, is that? Why why do we have a new set? <laughs> well, I think it's just a little bit of uh, of growth. Uh, we've started to kind of get a little bit of traction, right, which we like. And right. so it just made sense. You know, everything is evolution uh, is, is what I believe, me personally. I think um, anything you're consistent with and you do consistently um, and you have a little bit of passion about, you got to look at the evolution process of it. So I think we've just evolved from one set to the Another set. That's what it is, right? You know what I mean? Set it off. <laughs> set it set off. It off. <laughs> Let's set it off on this set. So you guys will be seeing this, obviously, uh, as we roll out uh, what we call jabs. We, we typically roll out kind of the visual uh, aspect of what we uh, do. Uh, so many of you guys are probably listening to this on audio, uh, kind of like Josh was saying. But um, pretty soon you should be able to see our, our set. Kind of proud of it. So we're going to rock on with the set. Yeah. It's a, it, you will see more and more of this as we uh, – as we show you more and more right, as we right. open the kimono, exactly. so to say. But, uh, you know, it's actually a much, much bigger space, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I feel like it's breezy, a little more <laughs> Exactly. Right. You may notice a little bit of difference yeah, in our... Yeah, move a little Yeah, bit. yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. It's good, Some man. elbow so, room. Yeah, to, to, it's great. to dive in, so again, we'll kind of go through the, the five stages real quick. So this is the five stages that, uh, you know, obviously everybody we're talking to, this is a cell phone repair podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about all aspects of cell phone repair. Right. Um, and... There's stages to the business as you go, right? From where you start, no matter where you jump in at, sometimes you can jump in at different stages. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But um, what we've seen throughout the years, and this actually applies to any business, but what we've seen through the years is that every business as you grow, you go through different stages of growth, and it looks differently, and you experience different challenges. Absolutely. So we identified five stages, and just to kind of touch those again, right? We start at stage zero, which we don't technically count, right? It's zero, so that's why there's only five, not right. six. Right, right. Uh, but that's the ideation stage which is exactly like it sounds like. And it's just, this is an idea. You're trying to figure out if it makes sense for you. You know, you're doing some research and just really trying to put pen to paper and put your numbers together to see if this is something you even want to do. Absolutely. Right? Uh, stage one, now, there's two sides to that, right? We call that the entrepreneur stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could comprise itself of either a side gig where you're doing kind of repairs part-time on the side or uh, you're fully self-employed where you jump in with both feet and maybe you're doing mobile repairs or maybe you have a store but it's just you right. at this point. Uh, stage two is what we call new employer, right? So this at this stage, you've moved up. Your revenue looks a little different, which we're going to dive into, right? What the revenue typically looks like at each one of these stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you've got two to three employees, so it's not just you, right? You've added one or two team members to your team. Uh, going to face a different set of challenges. So mm-hmm. that's stage two, which is the new employer. Mm-hmm. Stage three is what we call a consistent business, uh, so now you got four to ten employees, completely different set of challenges. Yes, completely. Right? Uh, and every one of these, 
to kind of point out, right? Well, I'll talk to him and, I'll, and then I'll come back. So that's stage three, though, is a consistent business. You're growing. Uh, you got four to ten people. So now maybe you've got, you know, you got uh, one team as opposed to, you know, you and, and maybe a good friend mm-hmm. or, you know, your best employee. Now you got a, a, a small little team that's going on. Which I would say, uh, just, to, just to add to that real quick, Josh, before we move on, I, I think personally, and I, you may feel a little different about this, but I really think the two to three to four to ten is probably the biggest learning jump it is. that you're going to have. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though if you look at the, 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 the ones that are a little after that, it's a bigger number of people, right? right? You go from 11 to 25, 25 to 100. But in regards to what you're going to learn in regards to the people, because that's your first, that's really your first transition into uh, you managing know, multiple people, upscaling, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, and, and people skills, and the people part of, set of skills, exactly. I, I already know, actually, just kind of talking through it as right. we get into these episodes. Yes, we might even have to make those multiple episodes. Right, there's a lot to talk about. It in is those, right, for sure. But, 100%. You know, obviously, it's up to the audience too. They can let us know if they want us to go deeper. Absolutely. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's stage three, what we call a consistent business. Right. Stage four means you've crossed the one million dollar. In revenue, right? Mm-hmm. Revenue just means sales. It doesn't mean you're making a million dollars. You're taking home in your bank account every month <laughs> right. or every year, right. right? But this means that you're doing a million dollars in sales. Uh, you got something going on now, right? And again, only about 700,000 businesses yeah. cross this mark. Yeah. So this is a major threshold. Yes. Uh, to say that, like, you know, depending on where you are in your business, mm-hmm. uh, this is very difficult for a lot of businesses to exactly. hit. Right? It's usually this the target, right? This, it's is a make or break. Yeah. this is a make or break stage. Completely different set of challenges. You have 11 to 25 employees typically at this stage. Right. Um, now you have to manage multiple teams. Exactly. Multiple personalities mm-hmm. outside of just 4 to 10. Now you got maybe 25 people. Right. Right? It's a whole different set of problems, especially in this business, because typically when we see companies at this stage, you have multiple locations. Right. In addition to multiple teams. Yes. Right? Yes. So, now you got proximity problems too. Exactly. It's a whole different ball game. A whole different set of Can't wait to talk about that yeah, one. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, and then stage five is a growth focused business. And at this stage now, this is all about, you know, big, big revenues driving. Uh, and we kind of, we put a, we put a cap on here of three to 10 million annually. Um, obviously there's businesses that well exceed this. Right. But for what we see, a majority of the businesses, this is where I would say 80, 85% of the businesses are going to land within these five stages. Right. Uh, and we'll talk more about the numbers and what they look like. But uh, again, we kind of drove home last time. To go from stage four, you got about 700,000 businesses in the U.S. that are stage four businesses. Mm-hmm. Stage five is about a little less than half of that. You got about 300,000. Mm-hmm. So once you get past $10 million, this is a whole nother <laughs> level of challenges. Uh, but that's what we're going to be doing on this series. Right. It's kind of talking through that, right, and what that looks like and what the challenges are. So it's really fun uh, to do. And, again, depending on where you are, where you want to go, what your goals are. Right. Uh, again, not everybody's trying to grow a $100 million business yeah. or a $1 million exactly. business. Right? Exactly. Sometimes you just want to make an extra few hundred bucks on the side. Whatever it is for you, man, just plant the flag in the ground and say, this is what I want. That's what this series is here to do is to kind of help you figure out what makes sense for you. Exactly. The challenges that you're going to face in that stage and how to overcome those challenges if you want to move to the next stage. Right. That's And hopefully you get some value out of that as we talk through so it. So which two are we tackling today? Today, this is stage one, actually. One and below. One and below. Zero one. Right, 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 so right. right. ideation and the entrepreneur is what we're going to dive into. Ideation today. and the entrepreneur. Right. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So I guess we're going to start with the ideation yeah, stage. So again, ideation is exactly like it sounds, right? So at this stage, 
this is an idea. You don't really know if this is what you want to do. And we're not going to spend too much time here mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of resources available for you. Right. But this is all planning mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what, which is why it's called ideation. Right. And your biggest hurdle at this stage is education mm -hmm. because you don't know anything about mm -hmm. the space you're getting into. Right. So there's a lot of planning, a lot of research, a lot of phone calls, a lot of web nights. You know, where you're just trying to figure out if this is something that you really want to do, if it makes sense, exactly. uh, what it looks like for you, because like any business, but again, this is a cell phone repair business, and there's a lot of ways to skin the cat in this business. It there's is. just not one way. It doesn't have to be, you know, retail repairs. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of different ways to make money in this business. Um, and that's what the ideation stage is for, is to understand what those ways look like uh, so you can figure out, yeah, this is something I want to do, and I want to start with this particular skill set, right? And that's what we recommend because right. again, the, the problem is education. So it's good to know a lot about a lot of different things in the business exactly. so you can educate yourself, but you still wanna put a plan in place to say, you know, I'm not gonna try to tackle everything, especially if you're new to the space, mm -hmm. right? I don't wanna try to tackle everything. Maybe I'm not gonna tr be trying to do, you know, advanced board repairs and retail repairs and mobile repairs and, you know, mail-in and device flipping and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. A lot of times at this point, you know, I'm not saying that you can't do all that, right. but a lot of times at this point, it's about understanding how each one of these looks different in their models, mm -hmm. what the challenges are mm -hmm. in those, mm -hmm. um, and then decide, yeah, I want to attack this exactly. particular aspect of it. Exactly. Um, and again, the problem is education, and you know, you know, to push. That's what we do. Yeah, so that's we what we do. Forces here for uh, to to help you guys do that, right? Exactly. That's our blueprint. Uh, for cell phone business repair success, it's a seven-stage blueprint. is exactly for that, and it, it's a really low cost. I think we charge seven bucks for that course. Mm -hmm. uh, great course for just getting the education mm -hmm. around what this business looks like, what mm -hmm. the profit margins are, how to calculate what you need to accomplish your goals. Exactly. Boom. I think that's it. Unless you got anything you want to add. No, I, I think uh, Josh covered that really well. I, I think the biggest thing here is just the ideation stage. Uh, just to let you guys know, um, because we get a lot of questions, and we've been in this game so long. Um, that we can almost, uh, you know, one hand behind our back, look at the question and tell what a student is. And I would say, um, or a potential uh, student or a potential person who wants right. to get into this business, uh, we can very easily see where people are. And I would say, what percentage would you say, Josh, of the questions we get are people who are probably in the ideation stage? 70%. 70%. 70 75%. Yeah, they're trying to yeah. figure it out. And that's, and, 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 that's the, and that's the most important thing. Like Josh, told, like Josh said before, and he covered it really well, um, there are so many different ways to skin this cat. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing that, that garners the most success for people who are looking at this industry is really understanding what the opportunity is and then really understanding what your passion and your skill set is around that opportunity and really going in that direction. It's going to give you the biggest chance uh, of success. And so that's what we do. That's what we've been doing. We've right. done that for years. Uh, most people who come to us in terms of training and learning probably come, uh, I would, you know, at the 70 percent, uh, probably come at the ideation stage for the mastery. Program. Yeah, for the mastery for the program. Mastery program. Yeah. Now, when we do a lot of the consulting and a lot of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Those those. But yeah. yeah. That's usually more but the biggest group of people are obviously the people. I mean, if you just look at the numbers, right, the biggest group of people are the people who are looking or interested in a uh, uh, opportunity or some type of uh, side gig or right. occupation or whatever it is, or maybe changing uh, directions in their life. So we get a lot of those. We have to ask, we, we answer a lot of those questions about people who are just checking because everybody who asks isn't going to take action. That's right. Right. Sometimes yeah. you're just looking for information to make a decision. Maybe you got two or three 
uh, things you're looking right. at, and right? You're just trying to figure out does this make sense? Does this make sense for me? And you're trying to find that tipping point that says, yeah, this is something I want to do. Or exactly. No, no, let me move on. To and that's what we're here to do. We've done that for years, yeah. and we continue to do that. Yeah. So, uh, ideation stage is definitely a stage that is an important stage. I want you guys to really, critical. it's yeah. critical. It's probably uh, kind of like I said in the last one. It's probably the most important stage in regards to uh, setting off making sure you're going in the right direction, making sure you're confident in what you're doing so you can garner the success that you're actually looking for. So it's that important. Don't skip. And I think I said this in the last one. You don't want to skip this stage. If you skip this stage, it could be detriment. It could be a detriment to your success. So you definitely want to flush it out. That's right. Definitely want to understand it. That's what podcasts like these are for. This is why we take the time to really go through this particular uh, topic. And so you understand the significance and the importance of it. And you don't bypass it, so you're set off on the right foot. That's right. Right? So ideation stage, very important. Important, Yes. Important, important, important. Yes. But we've got tons of resources to help you with that Exactly. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to see you make a decision that you regret. Right? Yes, yes. There's reasons to love this industry, but there's also reasons to figure out that it's not a fit for you. It's like a relationship. Yes. You know, you got to date. Sometimes you got to date a lot of people to figure out who you want to be with the rest of your life. (laughs) You do. If you live the uh, monogamous lifestyle. Exactly. Exactly. And I will say again. That seven-step blueprint is ideal because it's going to take you through the whole, and I talked evolution before, it's going to take you through the entire evolution of possibilities. So it's important for you guys to actually go check that out. It's going to give you everything you need at a very inexpensive cost. Yeah. It's only, what, seven, seven bucks? Seven bucks, man. Yeah, seven That's bucks. That's we set it up, right? Exactly. So it's a cup of coffee. Exactly. It's a cup of coffee for you to figure out if there's something that makes sense for exactly. you. If you're going to invest the time and you're going to take the risk and you're going to take the energy, Right. Yeah. And use the resources to it's go down Starbucks. this road. Yeah. It's a Starbucks cup of coffee yeah. to understand if it's the road for you. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So that being said, the initial first stage, once you've made the choice that, yeah, this is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Is stage one, what we call a entrepreneur. Right. So, again, we call it we call that stage of entrepreneur not to be, you know, demeaning in any kind of way. Right. But, you know, at this point, you're still trying to figure out how to build this business right right so what we what we've done is we've divided this into two there's actually two parts of the entrepreneur stage right there's the side gig and there's the self-employed right and there is and when you look at it the tipping point really is we've broken it up by money too Mm -hmm. i forgot we did that Mm -hmm. right but it's whether you're doing it on the side so that means you're working another job doing some repairs mobile or maybe you're buying some phones on eBay or Craigslist or wherever you're getting phones from, fixing them up, right. turning around, selling them. Right. Maybe you're doing unlocks. Right. I mean, who knows? There's a lot, you could be doing advanced board repairs. Like you said, there's, there's several different ways of skinning this cat. A lot, a lot of things, <laughs> different things you could be doing. So this is a great way. We call it the toe dipper, mm-hmm. actually. Again, mm-hmm. we go that into that in the seventh stage. Mm-hmm. But I almost forgot that's what we used to call it. Yeah. The toe dipper. To kind of dip your toes in, see right, and say, yeah, this sounds interesting to me. See what Let it feels like. Let me just like. dip my toes in to yeah. see if this makes sense for me. Exactly. Have to commit to exactly. There's no commitment. Right. Yeah, well, a little bit. A little bit. You commit some time, and maybe you got to commit under 100 bucks to get a basic toolkit right, or whatever. Right, 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 right. Whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe a few hundred dollars if you're going to be doing some more advanced stuff. Right. But it's minimal. You're not going out on the line saying, you know, let me put $350,000 up for a store. Right. You know, going into debt. Exactly. Right? You're, not, you're not at that stage, right? You're just dipping your toes. Oh, even, oh, even $350. Or even, you know, it, it, not even $350,000, even $350. You're yeah. not putting that level of commitment into it. No, no, not it. at this point. It's just a toe dipper. Yeah, right? not at this point. So, again, this is the what we call the side gig stage of it, mm-hmm. right? And not everybody starts here. Some people jump right into self-employed after right. the ideation. They figure out, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yep. This is what I did, actually, right. to go back, right. right? I made the decision. This is the business I want to do. 
I went full head into it. I was I was already self-employed, so mm-hmm. I didn't have no choice, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I wasn't working anywhere else. Right. So for me, you know, I went all in and boom, we opened the store and, you know, I, I, I invested a significant amount of money to right. get started initially, but I knew I wanted to do it. But I did. I started with myself and my business partner, mm-hmm. right? And it, actually, if you look, it says a lot of times the team is the owner, right. right? Yourself, if you're on the side gig side, or an owner and a contractor, which really is kind of what a partner is, right? It's not an employee, right? but you guys are kind of working in sync to try to build something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we were, mm-hmm. me and Frank way back in the day, and that's how we started. Right. Uh, what I would say is the challenges at this particular point Mm-hmm. are exactly whether it makes sense to invest a lot of time into it mm-hmm. and how much money you want to put into it. Do you believe enough to put your time into it? And that's why there's that tipping point of the no job. Right. Right. Out of that 70% of people that ask from ideation to stage one, right. I would say 90% of them are side gig candidates. Right. Right. Why? Because it's low risk. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't, it's low risk for time, low risk for money. It doesn't take a whole lot to actually kind of cut your teeth to figure out if you want to do. The other ten percent are like I was, right. where I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. Let me go. Let me go invest and, and let's get this thing going. Right. Right. So the challenges at this stage is time. Right. Time is your biggest hurdle. Right. Because it is you doing everything. Right. You're wearing a lot of hats. <laughs> it is very difficult to get everything done. That is true. Right. And you have a lot to get done in 24 hours a day, assuming that you're not sleeping. Right. Right? But right. you mix in any other sort of aspect of life, and this is going to be the biggest challenge, especially for the side gig individual, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're working a full-time job. So the biggest hurdle is going to be how do you mix this in between you know, what you do full-time right. and how do you give time to be able to see if this is something that you can actually build. Because most side giggers, what they're trying to do is build up enough capital right. to cross the tipping point to do this on their own. And a big thing you have to uh, kind of figure out, too, and you have to experience is the experience of if you've never been in a service business, right? Service business means you have to take on the responsibility of serving individuals, the customers, customer service, uh, the public yeah. uh, customer service. So that time that Josh was speaking about becomes uh, very interesting in regards to doing that because you don't necessarily own all that time for this particular business, right? right? Some of that time you have to give to what pays the bills, obviously, right. uh, if you're doing it in a side gig. And so with that, it's, 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 it's actually a cool kind of process because what it does is it gives you the opportunity to kind of figure out how you're going to manage uh, people uh, in regards to a service business with the time that you already have allotted to what pays the bills. And so that's a kind of can be a little tricky trying to figure out sometimes. Yeah. Um, it is a uh, kind of a thing you have to figure out with that. And it, but what it also does is it allows you the opportunity to really make the decision very clearly as to when the, the move to self-employed, where you're focusing primarily and you commit uh, almost 100 percent to this particular Absolutely. business. Right. So it gives you that that clean cut, that that clarity to understand when the right time is, right. because it's such a difference in moving from side gig to self-employed. Right. Right. So what's interesting, the other side of it is because uh, one of the biggest things that divides the stages besides certain things like, you know, are you in the business or not mm-hmm. and how you're doing it? Mm-hmm. But it's the revenue. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen is, you know, side giggers usually make zero to about four thousand dollars a month, right? Right, on typically, um, and then once you get to the four to ten thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. now you become self-employed, right? You can you can pull away and start doing this on your own, right? 
right? And that's why we kind of see that that's a tipping point because to get across that $4,000 mark, guess what? It gets hard to do enough repairs. That's it why does. time is a challenge, it right? It does. It does. Because then you either got to say, hey, I can't do my job anymore, so right. I'm going to do this full yes. time. Right? Or you got to say, man, I'm, I don't have enough time yes. to get everything done. That I need. I'm losing opportunities because I don't have time. To Absolutely. Do and that's the, that's the wonderful thing about it is it's not hard to see that clarity is what I'm saying. Because you will, you will, you will very clearly see when that starts to pull at you. Right? When yeah. you don't have the time or you do have the time. Uh, but in any case, it's going to be a, a, a very clear uh, identifier and signal as to when you should be close or either, either contemplating the decision to move or stay in one you know, area or the other, whether you stay in the, the gig, the side gig, or whether you, it, it's time for you to actually move to being self-employed. Right. It's going to be a very clear signal to help you understand when that time uh, should be should yeah. be should be know. contemplated, you'll right? Start to feel like you're busting at the seams because <laughs> exactly. you, you're missing opportunities <laughs> and you just don't have enough time. Exactly, something goes off inside of you that exactly. says, "It's time. It's time. I got to do this because yeah. I can see that if I had more time, time. to put into it, <laughs> exactly, right, I could exactly. actually grow this to be something. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that which, we show, which, which is a great place to be by the way it actually, that's an excellent place so i don't I, what i don't want you guys to feel is that's though, great that's yeah, the goal yeah yeah right? that, that's a good thing all right it's not a bad thing it's a good thing right that anxiety that stress that pressure of making that decision means you're evolving and you're moving forward right, right? if you're not feeling that it's okay Maybe a side gig is where you want to stay. Right. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. Maybe you just want to make an extra that's okay. thousand bucks on Some, the side. Or we've whatever. known people to actually turn down opportunities because they're yeah, like, you know what? I don't like, want to take on that yeah, responsibility. I want my time. Exactly. Right? I'd rather and have my time. I'd rather have my time so I can do it when I want to do it. Exactly. I'm only looking to make, you know, a few hundred bucks. I'm hitting my I'm, whatever. Right. I'm hitting my goals. I'm hitting my goals. Exactly. Right. So it's a, the, just the clarity, just to help you guys understand. It's, it, it, it's, it's where you want to be. It's where exactly. you want to be. What, one of the things we listed on here, too, was that there's about 16 million of these sorts of businesses out there right now. Now, mm -hmm. to be clear, that's not 16 million cell phone repair businesses. Right. That's just, it's a gig economy now, right? right? So when you think about when you wrap in the Ubers and the TaskRabbits and all of these opportunities out there to kind of do things on the side, whether it's painting right. you know, or whatever it is, yeah. there's about 16 million people who are kind of uh, – not self-employed, but kind of like doing business as right, right. But they're not a not a formal company, right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so the other side of this is to dive deeper into the self-employed side. What's interesting is there's a lot of parity, so it's hard. When we made the decision to split this, it was kind of tough mm -hmm. because a lot of it actually works the same, right. But it just started to make sense because honestly, guys, when I started back in 2008, there really wasn't. At least in my mind, I didn't know anybody that was doing it as a side gig. It right. really wasn't a way to try to make that make sense. Right. And part of that problem is what the problem is for what the entrepreneur stage is, which is not just time, yes. but leads. Yes. Right? How do you get now you have to how do you get these customers? Yeah, yeah. How do you right? acquire you customers? You gotta get leads. You gotta get enough leads that you can convince to do business with e exactly. you. Exactly. Right? So we're clear what a lead is. Yeah. A lead doesn't mean that's a customer. Yeah. A lead just means that's an opportunity. Right. Somebody called you, right? Somebody, you know, uh, submitted an interest form on your yes. website. You still have to close that you sale. You still have to follow up and close that sale yes. and turn that into a paying customer. Absolutely. So there's still several stages, and we'll go through that yeah. in future series yeah. as well. Uh, but there's still several stages. A lead is not money. Right. But you can get to a place where you can figure out the amount of leads you have. Right. Right. And do a calculation to figure out if I need X amount of leads, 
it turns into X amount of customers, which gives me X amount of revenue so I can hit Z goal or whatever your goal is. Because right? at the end of the day, you still have X amount of time. Exactly. I like how you tied that in. You still got X amount of time. So So that's the biggest challenge, man. And really, again, in this stage, stage one, the biggest challenge Mm -hmm. is time and lead. Yes. To be honest with you. Whether that's self-employed or whether that's a side gig, right? Mm -hmm. So to to dive into self-employed, I'll kind of share my story Mm -hmm. and how it worked, right? Because I was in stage one for, I want to say, about 30 days. Right. Right. And a lot of it for me was just because it wasn't that I was worried about hiring people. Right. It was I wanted to understand the business. And back then we didn't have training resources Mm -hmm. for me to train employees. Yes. Right. And in Phoenix at the time, man, there was nobody that knew how to repair cell phones. Right. So I couldn't just like post a Craigslist ad. Hey, I need a cell phone repair. Yeah, it was it was very right. So I knew like me and my partner, Frank, we had to figure out how to do this business Mm -hmm. so we could create systems in the business to train people. Right. 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 So for me, it took about 30 days of dealing with the customers, understanding the interactions, almost getting in a fight with customers. (laughs) (laughs) You got to figure it out. Right. right? We went went through the fire. Yeah. Right. We went through the fire for 30 solid days before we ever brought our first employee on. And that was purposeful because we wanted to understand the whole experience from the customers walking in to calling so we could build the business. And like you said, there was no there was no blueprint then. There was no blueprint. There was no blueprint. This was what what year was it? 2008. 2008. Yeah. So cell phones what what did cell phones look like in 2008? iPhone 2G. <laughs> Actually, what I'll tell you. Yeah, we started with the you, uh majority of what we were fixing back then. Flips. Dude, it was Blackberries, yeah. it was uh, Motorola V3s, yeah. right? Even back then when they were dumb phones. Right. Man, we were making a lot of money repairing those phones. Yeah. Right? The um LGs, right. all kinds of yeah. LG was really big back then, man. Right. We were doing chocolates, we were doing all kinds of things. Yeah. The VX9000s. I yeah. don't know if that's 2008 or 9, but I know that there was a window where we were fixing a lot of phones that just don't even exist right you know at all anymore yeah they were really basic phones palm trio yeah we were doing. like yeah. man we were doing um the handspring like tablets yeah. or not tablets but the palm pilots i'm like, just laughing because for the funny thing is some of the some of our customers may not even remember uh, well, or yeah, some of our sure. viewers i might, I might not well even be remember. saying betamax and VHS. <laughs> It'd be like what <laughs> like uh beta oh, you remember eight you remember uh, eight track, eight track? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's what it was back then. yeah it was it was a lot of right phones of, didn't really have apps no right the only app was uh blackberry bbm actually i remember having conversations with people like at the uh you know we'd go to restaurants go to the bar or whatever and people would ask you like hey what are you in the business what do you do what do you do for a living and you say hey I fix cell phones and people would be like, what? Why would you do that? Why would you Actually, fix a cell that. phone? Yeah. Why do you repair a, a cell phone? Why would you do that? Yeah. It's funny because we were laughing to the bank. Man, right. Because <laughs> people crazy. were breaking these things. And uh, man, we were getting government contracts uh, yeah. doing these repairs on these phones. Yeah. Because, you know, the opportunity was there and yeah. nobody was doing it. Exactly. Nobody was exactly. doing it. Exactly. So I forgot so, even how we got on that. Uh, you were just talking about, um, man, we were talking about what phones looked like back then, but uh, I think you were talking about just a little bit about your experience. And oh, yeah. And you and Frank, when you why, first started. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Because yeah. the reason why, again, for me, and I'm not saying to do this because there's resources now to help you do mm-hmm. this much, much quicker. Right. But for us, I needed to spend a good 30, 45 days in my own business working it every single day. Yeah. Understanding the customers, talking on the phone, dealing with the face-to-face, right. dealing with returns, yes. dealing with suppliers. All sides of this so I could figure out, okay, let's sit down. Let's write. Here's a phone script. This right. is how you answer the phone to right. drive leads into the store. Exactly. When they come in, this is how we deal. We need this type of form to do the intake. We yes. need this. We need to check that. We get, I mean, there's a yeah. smorgasbord 
stuff that needed to be done For and sure. still needs to be done. It still needs to be done. Right? That hasn't changed at all. Right. But there was no blueprint for us back then. Right. So we had to spend a lot of time figuring that out. Right. And again, that is one of the great things about the challenge at this stage with right. yourself is because you're wearing a hat. You're going to the mailbox, checking your own mail. Absolutely. Right? You're Absolutely. answering every email. You're answering every phone call. Absolutely. Right? So these are the challenges why time is a problem, especially as you get better at generating leads. Yeah. Time gets harder and harder because you're spending more of your time trying to convert those leads to customers. Or less of your time, which is not going to it's not going right. to equate to success. So well, yeah. the, the time is very important. The time For is sure. very important. Very For sure. Important. So we kind of did we kind of did a two in one. Right there. I think we did a uh, we did a Miyagi again. Right. Because at the same time that we're talking about the challenges, Mm -hmm. we're also talking about the opportunities and how you can move through those stages. So you guys need to be taking notes. Right. Because the way you move through those stages is you create systems. Right. Right. And trust me, it can be daunting. It's a lot of work, man. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got some things out there to help you figure this out. Our training systems, things like that will help you so you don't have to worry about all of the training aspect as far as upskilling your people. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, there's still some work you need to do. Right. But there's still a lot, man, from systemizing your business, figuring out your point of sales. If you're not on a point of sale system, you got a problem. First of all, it's going to be hard to scale past this if you're taking orders on paper. Right. Right. Not knocking anybody who's doing that, but if you want to grow to stage two and beyond, yes. you need to start putting some systems in place. Yes. So that is exactly what I'm saying is yes. the challenges that we experienced, the way we grew through that mm-hmm. was by developing systems and processes. Yes. And man, it was a lot of work. It is very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It takes a ton of focus to run your business right. and try to systemize it, right? What we say, working on your business right. and working in it. Two different things, right? When you're answering the phone and you're doing the repairs, you're working in the business. Right. But that isn't what's going to move the needle. Yeah. What's going to move the needle is the time you spend. It's the 20%. It is. It's the time that you spend working on your business. Right. Figuring out how to systemize things, writing the call scripts, writing the scripts for when people walk in. Absolutely. Writing the process of how you intake things, writing the process of how you pre-flight, post-flight checklist, writing the process of how you order parts, Mm. how you quality control parts, right? I mean, there's a lot. There's it, it, a lot. You know, it's it's the biggest thing. It's the thing when you know I, I used to teach in the classroom. You 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 brought so vivid back the classroom when you said working in your business as opposed to working on your business because that's one thing that I used to talk about to the uh, to the students all the time. There's a big difference with working on and working in, and so many times you know, regardless of what people's uh, goals were. They would get caught up in working in their business as opposed to working on their. Now, some people would be okay with working in their business right. because Again, that's what they. What your goal is, it depends right? on what you're. Yeah, self-employed for sure. Great. Yeah, yeah, and, and you see that all the time. Like you see mom and pops all the time, regardless of the industry. You see mom and pops all the time, who's you know they may have a pizza shop that's been there for thirty years, and the family has worked in it for thirty years, right. and they have one location, and right. that location is doing great. And that's fine. That may be something you guys want to do. That may be what you aspire to. It may work for you, right? But if you're really trying to expand uh, and scale, well, we move to the next move, stage. Right? Move that's to what the next stage. conversation is about. Is yes. Moving through stages. Moving through stages, then you have to understand what the skill set is you need. So what we're not doing is we're not telling you guys that this is what you need to do, right? Um, in, in regards to say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do to move to the next stage, but it's not necessarily what you need to do to hit your goal. Right. And so we want you guys to really be clear about that and understand that uh, and differentiate that. When we talk about adding systems and we talk about adding, you know, so what we call SOP, standard, standard operating, operating procedures. procedures and things like that. Uh, what we're really talking about, if you're looking to move to 
uh, the stage where you're going to be bringing more people into your organization. Right. Because the, the, the biggest thing is when you bring people into the organization, you need to be able to manage those people, train right. those people, develop, them, develop those people, support them. Support them. Right. It has to be organized. And you got to be able to, from the management side, you exactly. Gotta, management means that you're watching them execute your processes. Exactly. So you can make corrections if there's problem in the execution of your process. That's it. Bing, bing, right. ding, ding. That's that it. That is what you were doing. Yeah. That and is what your job and, is. And especially if you're not there. Now, you guys going through the ideation stage, obviously, going through the side gig stage, obviously uh going through the self-employed stage you're going to know this stuff with your you know with with eyes closed you're going to be able to do a lot of this stuff you probably won't even need a pos system right Right. you you'll be able to do it in your head because you have that much experience Mm -hmm. you've done it you've evolved from beginning to where you are now the problem becomes when you hire people to come into that organization they're starting where you are right and the problem with that is how do you get them to where you are Right. And man, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> the, the number one if you wanna see where you're weak, right, hire your first employee. <laughs> hire your first employee. Right? And have an open mind about it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the biggest challenge. When you hire your first employee, yes. Uh, it's gonna show. It's gonna show it's gonna poke holes in everything you thought you had figured out. Right. To the point to where sometimes you get frustrated with the person because you're like, What's wrong with this idiot? Right, exactly. Why can't they figure nothing out? We see it all the time. Right? But it's not that. It's that you don't have your system solid. Exactly. So you have to have an open mind about how to plug that hole. Exactly. You got a leaky bucket. You can never fill the bucket up because you got holes in the bucket. Exactly. Right? Man. So, D, we could keep going for another 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour, but we got to find a cutoff spot. Sure. And I think that was a good, clean cutoff spot. Obviously, um, if you guys have more questions about that we can dive deeper just let us know for sure hashtag ask will and josh yes sir um you know we're here for you again this is an interactive show yes uh for the most part speaking of yes uh one of the things that we're going to be doing and i guess i should have mentioned this in the beginning we'll mention it in the next show too so right here in the beginning yes one of the things we're going to be doing is we're going to be bringing on industry guests here soon Mm -hmm. too right we're building a list of people that we know in the business right uh that we think can add tremendous value to you our audience Mm -hmm. uh, by teaching you uh, the things that they know about the space, right? It's not just us. Right. Like, I don't want you to think that we're in this box, this gray box. Right. Right? We're not yeah. in this gray box over here. <laughs> right. Right? We're in the world, too. Like, yeah, we're running a business, mm-hmm. uh, multiple businesses, but we're in this world dealing with other people, other partners, other industry leaders, other thought leaders. Um, and our goal is is to start to bring them on to help add even more value and expand your learning and your ability to develop yourself and your team and all the things that you need to be successful. So we're excited about that to be doing that here soon too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and uh, one thing I want to say really quick, Josh is do you think we should post this, 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 uh, this thing that yeah, helped yeah, our guys be, to follow for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause, cause, cause otherwise they're not going to, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, taking notes is what I want you guys to do. Cause I, what I do like about not giving you guys handouts and just listening to what we do is it is if you want the handout, create it yourself. Uh, I've been in the instructor business for quite some time. And what I do realize is that from a reinforcement and understanding the material uh, very clearly, um, taking notes is probably the best way to really, when you write things down, it really sinks in. Right. And so it's, it's something about the brain, the way the brain it's works. Funny too, yeah, it, uh, most everybody want to take notes on computers and stuff. <laughs> exactly. But there's something, there's something about writing it down. But because we're talking about these stages and we really want you guys to follow along and understand where we are in these stages, 
I think it'd be it'd be advantageous to sure. you guys to give to give yeah, them yeah. that. That'll that. be that. Actually, this will be embedded in every one of the posts, right? We'll make okay. sure we have the IT team to uh, Sweet. do that. Sweet. It'll be embedded in every one of the series posts, so you know what we're talking about, no matter where you jump in. Right. Right. Uh, with Beautiful. that being said, I know we're going a little long. It's thirty-three minutes. Yeah. It uh, doesn't feel like it, of course. At all. At all. Always feel like we never have enough time <laughs> exactly. to talk about everything in depth enough. Which is cool. Uh, you guys are welcome I, back. I, I, Anytime. Yeah, yeah. Come on back. A, a Come good, on back. A good amount of information. We don't want to give you guys, we don't want you drinking from the water hose. Right. Exactly. Uh, from the fire hose. Exactly. So. Exactly. And obviously, we want to take a, a question from the audience. And again, we always curate. Okay. So make sure you go and submit questions, mm -hmm. right? We do. We listen to what you're saying and we do highlight questions and what we do is I personally and will personally we go through these and we handpick the questions that yes. we think are going to have the biggest impact to the topic we're talking about for and sure what our audience wants to hear yes right um so today's question comes from Samuel Martin right and hey, Samuel Sam. uh, thank you for submitting Samuel thank yep. you for uh for listening and for you know wanting, wanting some help on wherever you're at in your stage right uh and he asked a very straightforward question how do I get started with low overhead how do Actually, I get two started? Question, but yeah. we'll go to the second part. So how do I get started? How do I get started with low overhead? Low overhead. Right? So when we talk about low overhead, what does that mean? What exactly? does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to dissect this a little bit. Okay. Right. Because to me, is that low overhead meaning that you want to start with a little money? Mm -hmm. Right. Or low overhead meaning you want to keep your expenses low. Right. Right. Um, which equates to money. Right. Right. And that could be because, you know, maybe you, you're working with a, a certain amount of money that you're willing to, do, to invest into this business and want to give yourself as much runway as possible. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So runway is important. Runway is super important <laughs> because you got to figure this thing out. Right. Yes. And it's about failing fast. It's about doing things really quickly, failing fast and you got to keep failing to figure out what works for you. Right? Absolutely. You can't be afraid of failures. You got to get them, take the lumps, learn, diagnose, yes. keep moving, yes. learn, it's diagnose. Part of, part of, it's part of the process. Right. Evolution. So I think in my mind, that's how I'm going to address it. I hope that's what you're asking. That's what it means to me. I don't know. What do you think, Will? Is that kind of what you're getting out of that? That's, too, that's like Yeah. Starting with little money up front because yeah. either I don't have much money to invest or – I want to keep my expenses low because I want to give myself. A I think that's away. exactly where it is. And, and I would be willing to bet that Sam is probably in the ideation stage. Yes. Um, that, so that sounds like very much the ideation or yes, stage one or question. stage one question. Right. So yes, I would, I would, I would, I would almost bet. Right. And not being a hundred percent sure, but it's about the money that I currently have to invest, uh, right. to get going. Right? right. And keeping those, those expenses low. So I can capitalize and then potentially put that money back into right. the business. And it goes right back in. And this is the part of the reason we chose this question for this show is because, mm -hmm. again, this is ideation right. or stage one. It does sound like an ideation question. Right. Right. But it's important to know, man, like one of the things that we see over and over again throughout all these years is when we're doing research, we're trying to figure something out. A lot of times we put up our own obstacles. We put up roadblocks. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it doesn't require that to get started. Right. Dip your toes in, mm -hmm. right? Which means you don't need to go invest $5,000 in tools, right? It's right. another question we get all the time. Well, well, what tools do I need? How much inventory do I need? Look, man, let's get, of our, let's get out of our own heads here. Let's mm -hmm. think about what we're trying to accomplish, right? Right. At the end of the day, the way I would tell you to do it is let's go generate some leads first, right? Right. Go do some research in your market. Mm -hmm. See what is, what, what's your competition doing, right? Right. Who's out there? What are they doing? What are you going to do different? and better mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. start there yeah. right understand your competitors if you have some if you don't fantastic no matter what you do 
let's start running some ads. Exactly. Run an ad here and there. There's a lot of free things you could do. We talked about years before, right? For, I mean, for sure. You can run Craigslist ads, which are free. Mm-hmm. If you don't have Craigslist in your country, I'm sure there's something similar in your country. Right. Uh, Facebook has a lot of stuff now with their marketplace. I mean, there's uh, offer up. There's a lot, a lot of places you can put stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go into an exhaustive lift. Yeah, or, or, or you can just go in your neighborhood, right? right? If you're in a the ideation stage and you're trying to figure it out, right? Maybe even the side gig stage. We've actually had some interviews. Gary Bay. Gary Bay, right? We did a Gary Bay interview. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gary Bay. Yeah, go we, check the case study. We got it. Yeah, somewhere yeah. Outside, Gary man. Bay. He start, He basically started uh, just to tell his story a little bit. He basically started in his neighborhood, and right. he was in that stage. He came to us, um, train, and look for the information that we actually give uh, to understand what his process should be and he was in that stage where he went into his neighborhood and he got excited he got tremendously excited about what his opportunity was and so um gary uh just to tell you guys a little bit more gary basically uh moved on from there so he started in the ideation stage he went into the side gig stage and if I'm not mistaken, he, he, he self-employed stage. Self-employed. Yeah. So Gary, Gary was one of the, the, the you know, yeah, a great did, case study. Yeah, and I remember Gary's story because mm-hmm. obviously we know Gary personally. Right. Um, and we sat down and interviewed with him for a couple of hours. Yeah. And the number one thing he said was he generated all his leads on Facebook. Right. And an A-frame. Yes. Which is just a sign. Yes. Right. That folds out like a breadboard. Like, yeah. hey, here's come to my deli. I got sandwiches and, on Monday. And he became. Right? And it was crazy. No, it's not crazy, but he became that guy in the neighborhood. Yes. He, remember he said that? He did. He was like, I became the guy that everybody would come to to get their devices fixed. Right. Because I was known as the, the phone fix, the, guy. The fix right. guy in my neighborhood. Right. And so, and you know, so it, it's a great, great way to start. Ways to start. Yeah. Right. My okay. point is, my point with that is just to get you back yeah, where yeah. you were, because I, I know we, I kind of got you away from where you were. No, no, I'm, I'm tracking with yeah, you. Yeah, because you were talking about what you need to do in order to get some ideas about, you know, or get some traction on what right. you're doing. So, I, you know, my point was, you know, if you're really early in the game, go in your neighborhood and 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 let people know what right. you do. Put right? the word out. Put the word out. Let and, people and know. Let the people know. See what happens. That you're doing this, right? Yes. When I was in the real estate business, the way I got started is I just started letting everybody know that I will buy their house. If right. they know anybody that has house problems, hey, come talk to me. It's a great me. way I to start. It it's a and great way to start. The man. first three houses I bought were all from people that I knew, right. and they put me on with somebody that they knew had house problems they needed to get out of. So it's, a great it's not, way to start. not overcomplicated. Right. Part two of that is you don't have to go out and buy $5,000 worth of tools, right? That's the other question we get all the time is what do I need in tools? Mm. Man, we actually recommend to not even buy any tools until you've had some training, mm-hmm. right? Um, ours is broken up very clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we say not until you get after the equipment and training sec- or equipment and tools section should you even start thinking about tools. Because mm-hmm. you have to understand your business model, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people want to go out and they want to buy, you know, the $1,200 soldering station mm-hmm. and this reflow station mm-hmm. and I need a Celebrite machine mm-hmm. and I need this, I need that. Man, you don't even know if you're going to be using that stuff. Exactly. Right? So don't even think about that. Literally all you need is the ability to open these things and close them. Right. Right? You can do that with a $20 toolkit. Now, that's not going to be the most quality, but it's going to get you, it's going to get you started. Yeah, and a lot of times that's done. all it is. If you're trying to dip your toes in, yeah. do it as cost-effectively and with little risk as possible. Right. And that's the goal. Right. Right? I th- hopefully we hit that, Sammy. I, I, I think we hit it. Right, Sammy? Let us know. Yeah. But again, just what I would say to get started cost-effectively with low overhead. Just to, just to wrap it up, just yeah. sum it up. 
do some ads, do some tests, start doing repairs on the side, mm. part-time, dip mm. your toes in, mm. dip your toes in. Mm. If you know this, once you do that and you know, hey, I, I like this, I got a knack for it or I enjoy it, I can see the opportunity, then you can start to look at how you're going to scale it, right? Right. But just to get started, side gig, man, yep. side gig it, toe dip it. Yep. Exactly. That's I th- it. I think we hit it. Boom. You said there were two parts to that question. Is well, there another the second, part? Yeah, it? the second part was, where should I get training? Oh, okay. Which is kind of, Samuel, how are you going to post on Sailor's Come on, come on, Sam. Really, Sam? Really? Really? No, I'm just joking. No, <laughs> really? <laughs> come on, man. Thanks, Sam. We appreciate the question, man. And and just to answer that question, SailorRepairSchool.com. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. That's all I got today, man. I think that's it. We're right at forty about forty five minutes, which is our typical uh, uh, stopping. That's kind of where we go. Yeah. So we kind of I think we're starting to kind of feel yeah. right we're through. Getting, yeah, we're, we're starting to get a groove. feel. Hopefully, guys are feeling that we're kind of getting in the groove yeah. over here. You're enjoying the show. Yeah. We appreciate your feedback again. Yes. Hashtag Ask Will and Josh. Uh, we're here to answer all your questions. Hashtag Repair Right. Yes, sir. Because if you're doing it wrong, we're coming for you, baby. <laughs> exactly. For you, baby. All right, guys. Signing off. We love you. Um, see you guys on the next one. See you next time. All right. This is William Magnum. Josh Gray. Ask Will and Josh. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.